This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. La Santa is the name of the song. I wonder if this is classified as a Christmas song because it's got Santa in it. <laughs> it's got a great vibe. It's uh, from Bad Bunny featuring Daddy Yankee. From the most streamed album of the year globally wow. on Spotify. I, you know, I get like the appeal of Latin music, mm-hmm. but why do I, I just, it's bugging me how it's in all our songs now. <laughs> Really? I don't think you get it, man. I don't think you get it yet. You don't get it. You don't get it. I mean, no. It's like, I just, I, there's, um, it's just, it's too prevalent. It's, it was a neat novelty, but I don't speak Spanish. I know. I don't speak Spanish, man. But like when you go down south, whether it would be like somewhere like Miami or Cuba. It's great. And you go party there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Every time you hear music like that after, it will take you back there. Yeah. Yeah, but every song now has to have a Spanish verse. They're doing it. They're leaning on it. They're like crutching on it. Some it's artists great. are trying to ca- catch yeah. a piece of that pie. Yeah. Like the Black Madonna releases a song with Malumba or whoever it was, you know, so she could be in on the bandwagon. Black Eyed Peas are doing all their songs, like half the songs in Spanish now because it's a trend. It started off as a neat little like number with uh, Justin Bieber, Despacito. And then now it's like every other song has to have a Spanish verse in it. Yeah. I was down in uh, Mexico for a wedding and um, uh, Matt, one of his buddies, his best friend from university, married like a local. And man, all those tracks were played like crazy at this wedding. And it felt so right. And it felt so good. I don't know. You got to get on the bandwagon, yeah, man. man. You got to go down south and you got to go party, dude. You hey, got to get it. I get, I get it. When I want to listen to it, I want to be able to like pick it. But yeah. I don't want to be like surprised by it. I, I, I'll give you an example. Like um, if I was listening to Spotify, mm-hmm. I used to listen to top hits all the time. When I go to the gym, I put on top hits. I like to know what all the big songs are now. Half of them are in Spanish. Half of them are songs. But I, I, I can't listen to that playlist anymore. I have to make a playlist from that playlist just so I'm not inundated with all this like cookie cutter Spanish music. It's funny because you're not even somebody who listens to lyrics of songs. Like you don't even recognize lyrics. So just the fact that they're in another language shouldn't really uh, bother you that much. You know what? It's also because I don't love the tone of the voices of some of the people that are singing that seem to be all the ones that are getting invited into all these other songs. Yeah. Yeah. Like your daddy Yankee. Don't really love his voice. He's in everything. Bad Bunny. Like uh-huh. Bad Bunny's kind of a producer, I guess. But also sings or 
whatever. I love that song. I've never heard that one. I'm going to add it to a playlist for sure. And I can, look, there's a time where I'd be like, yeah, I want to listen to this. It's great. The sun is setting, man. You got like some kind of like peach drink in your hand and you're grinding up wearing your white linens on some pretty girl. Like, what are you talking about? I can't get into this vibe. It's too cool for me. It's too much fun. I'm annoyed by how many people are leaning on it now as a crutch. Just like, okay, uh, let me give you another example. All right. And let me pull up a song here. Um... Why am I drawing a blank here? But okay, like it also, you just said though, it's the most popular album, the most streamed album this year. Globally. So, c- globally. Yeah. So clearly, globally, there's there's a huge demand for music. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what's funny is the top five songs that were streamed, if you break it down to songs, none of them have uh, Spanish music in it. We talked about this on our show. I can give a little recap for those who weren't uh, listening earlier. These are the top five songs streamed globally. Mm-hmm. So you're looking at the same, you know, Geographic area. Sure. The world. Yeah. Okay. You got uh-huh. at number five, Dua Lipa. Don't start now. She, of course, has gone on to do some Spanish stuff as well. You got St. John, Roses. No Spanish. You got Roddy Rich. The box. You got Tones and I. I'd rather listen to Spanish than Tones and I. Tones and I, okay. But this is the second most streamed song globally. And then you got The Weeknd with Blinding Lights at number one. So, in fairness to me, that album might have been really big. But song by song, they're not in the top five. Was he six or seven? Mm. Uh, I don't know. I don't have the time. You know what I that the top song? Five. You know what song would be perfect? Was he twelve? Was he? Uh, was it twelve or thirteenth? <laughs> Remember when we were we were on your boat and there was uh, another boat that went by and it was filled with like women who were dancing on the front of the boat. Yeah, that song that you played by Bad Bunny would have been perfect on that boat. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. It's like a cruising yacht song with hot ladies and guys dancing and have a good, having a good time. Maura, you like Sway Lee, right? I do. I love Sway Lee. Do you know this song, Guatemala? Like, does that sound like a crutch to you, Tucker? Like, that sounds awesome. No, it sounds like a Spanish song. But I mean... Oh, wait, who's that? Who's this? Sway Lee. Sway Lee. No, I'm. I just find it funny that all these people are like gravitating towards like the oh we got to get a Daddy Yankee in this song because it's uh, it's big right now. Um, do you guys remember this song? It was like, of course, how can you forget Florida Georgia? Yeah. Again, you had like a novelty song that for some reason crossed over into pop music. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, top 40 radio stations like ours was playing it. We were playing this song. And uh, 
But imagine like every artist all of a sudden is like, oh, we got to get a twangy voice in here because this song is big. Everybody else has got to do it. And then all of a sudden, every top 40 song becomes a country song. Yeah. It's not that I don't like country. There's a time and place where I might enjoy country, but I don't want to hear it when I'm not expecting it. Mm-hmm. I want to know what I'm, sur- I, you know, <laughs> if I go to a steak restaurant and all of a sudden, I cut into the steak and they inside the steak had packed jambalaya in there. I'm like, whoa, I wasn't expecting that. I love jambalaya, but I don't necessarily want it when I'm in the mood for a steak. Sometimes it's nice to be surprised, though, isn't it? Yeah, once in a while, it's a neat little thing. But when it becomes, oh, every song has to have that verse, it becomes too much for me. That's all. I really don't know like every song. I, I think you're over-exaggerating your every song, man. That's true. Every, that is, okay, there was a Bieber. while there. There was a while there where every song on today's top hits featured a Spanish artist. Okay, well, let's look at today's top hits right okay. now. What's there? Okay, yeah, well, you're right. There, it seems to have balanced out a little bit. It was like a really hot trend, and now it's kind of balanced out. Well, there's okay, a, there's one Bad Bunny song. Yeah, count. Out of the top, like, uh, what do they have there? 50 songs, I think, in there? How many of them uh, are Spanish? Two Maluma? Yeah. The Weeknd? Yeah. Three mm-hmm. Bad Bunny? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a whole lot of them. There's three that I've got. No, there's more than that. I'm 30 You're songs forgetting. in, and I'm th- I've got three. You've missed something, then. You've missed something for sure. What can what can we say? There's a trend it, yes. right now. I just I want to be able to pick and choose. If if everybody started putting like a big guitar solo, like rock music, in the middle <laughs> of a pop song, yeah, and I want to listen to pop. I like rock, but I don't necessarily want to hear it in uh, a Justin Bieber song. Mm. All of a sudden, it's like a you know, like a Van Halen kind of guitar solo in there. It would drive you nuts. Well, it would just be like okay, if it was once or something, it might be fun. But if everyone started doing it, it just becomes like. A crutch. Mm-hmm. Anywho. Do you want to... Uh, is there any point in going through any of these ar- other artists that had the uh, biggest streamed albums? Biggest streamed time? albums of 2020. Yeah, the trend. So, uh, Bad Bunnies, Y-H-L-Q-M-D-L-G, uh-huh. <laughs> which is, I'm sure, an acronym for something. I have no idea. <laughs> was the most streamed album. The Weekends After Hours was number two. Post Malone's Hollywood's Bleeding was number three. Harry Styles Mm. had the fourth most streamed album. Funny, though, that his song didn't make the top five. Mm -hmm. Dua Lipa's Future Nostalgia rounded out the top five. There you go. So actually, Bad Bunny was really the only Spanish artist to get in there. Gotcha. But he was number one, so that's pretty good for him. Powerful artist. I've been feeling a lot for Kelly Clarkson lately. Did you hear what she's going through right now? You know, she's going through... Uh, I think this is her second divorce. Oh, yeah. If I'm right. And man, she is not using my dear friends at one 800 easydivorcecom <laughs> Yeah, you know what? Because she's rich. Because she's so Who rich. Who is she married to? So she's married to a guy that I believe used to be her manager. His name's Brandon Blackstock. Okay. Which sounds like a very wealthy name, doesn't it? Um, so he is seeking from her in this divorce $436,000 a month in spousal support. He believes Kelly Clarkson should be paying him over $400,000 
per month. This is uh, her only husband, by the way. Oh, they, it's her only they husband. They married in 2013. They separated this year, and I guess now the divorce stuff is uh, is so out there. They have two kids. They have two kids, yeah. and Kelly's going to serve as the primary guardian for both of the kids. So this has nothing to do with him watching the kids and needing money yeah. for fancy private schools or anything like that. Uh, he just wants that kind of money to, I guess, maintain the lifestyle that he had when he was married to her originally. Her lawyers are saying there's absolutely no way he's going to get that. But I guess, is it when you go into something like that, do you go in high? Yeah. Hoping that you find a medium in a, a place that's comfortable? I can't imagine It's funny, though. It's funny, and I've seen this before with my wife, not to try and sound sexist, but people seem to be more um, appalled when it's a guy getting money off a woman. Than when it's vice versa? Than when it's the other way around. Like, I remember when my uh, wife, her good friend and co-worker was getting divorced, Mm -hmm. and it turns out it looks like he cheated on her. Okay. But that wasn't the only reason why. Like, the, the relationship came to an end. Mm-hmm. She was worth a lot more money than him. And my wife was appalled that she would have to pay, like, money, spousal support to the guy. Mm. He had a decent job. He had cheated on her, allegedly. Right. And uh, she couldn't believe it. I'm like, well, yeah, but this is how it works. In any relationship, whoever makes more money has to pay to the other person That's in right. some cases. It you has, know what I mean? It, I don't think it has anything to do with infidelity because I think there's something about like a no fault. It's not about who's at fault here. It's about let's separate and d- divvy up the stuff. Here are the assets. Yeah. And divide it by two. Yeah. And then, then you start getting in. Well, spousal support gets a little more complicated, right? Because then you have to look at uh, people's lifestyles and the lifestyle they were accustomed to yeah. be living while they were together. Not everybody gets spousal support. But if you're a celebrity couple and you got one person who's like worth a ton of dough and somebody who's not, then they might be able to make a claim for spousal support just to maintain some standard of living that they were accustomed to before. So if they were living the high life, Maybe, I mean, that seems crazy, 400000 a month. Like, that's, that's over, that's like $5 million a year. <laughs> that's a lot. That's crazy. I also, when I was going through my divorce, I never once thought that my lifestyle wouldn't go down a little bit. Like, that was uh, an obvious fact to me. Yeah. I was living in a condo that my ex at the time owned and that I would be going back to renting. And that would just be the case. I never thought, oh, I got to have an equal... Not that our life was super glamorous or anything like that, but I think it's crazy to think that when you go from two incomes to one, that you're going to have the same lifestyle moving forward. Man, it sucks when money gets involved in this stuff, doesn't it? Yeah. You like, wanna... can't you just break up and break up? That's the thing, Bundus. Uh... That's why you never want to go down that road unless you're 100% about the person because all of this bullshit gets in the way. Yeah, I know. This is why I don't want to live with someone because I don't want common law to kick in. This is why I don't want to get married because yes. I don't trust anybody well enough to like, or myself for that matter, to <laughs> want to stick around long enough. You know? Right. Yeah, and, then, and then all of a sudden, all that money that you work so hard to save, yeah. half of it is gone. Yeah, uh, I, I can't imagine she's worth so much that he would get that. But uh, agreed. I'm just looking at the list of the most expensive divorces. Mm. Jeff Bezos. Jeff Bezos, number <laughs> one by far. And, you know, he uh, very rightly gives credit to his wife for being his partner through that whole time where he developed Amazon. Mm-hmm. And she ended up getting $38 billion, wow. give or take. Um, Alec 
Weidenstein. I don't even know who that is. 1999 from Jocelyn Weidenstein. Mm-hmm. $3.8 billion. Rupert Murdoch, $1.7 billion. Um, Steve Wynn. Is he, oh, that must be like the Wynn uh, Casino guy, right? Yeah, Vegas. Yeah, an estimated billion dollars. Tiger Woods, divorced in 2010. He'd been with Elon Nordegren for like five or six years. Mm-hmm. $710 million. Holy crap. So like, to give you some perspective, <laughs> there's lots of people who have paid a lot of money in divorce settlements. Michael Jordan notoriously uh, had one of the big ones. Uh he ended up, after being married for like 16 or 17 years, $168 million at the time. Well, they didn't cover that in the Michael Jordan doc, did they? <laughs> no. They did not touch on that. I didn't know he went through a divorce. Uh, Madonna, I guess, ended up having to pay Guy Ritchie uh-huh. an estimated uh, 76 to $92 million there. Wow. You know, so... Man, if you're were people, rich, were people up in arms when these people were having to pay out these settlements? Um, like they would be, like if Kelly Clarkson's ex-husband, who they were together for, what it looks like you know, since so maybe almost eight years, if he ends up getting like a big chunk of cash from her, wouldn't it suck to be so rich and famous and then to find out that somebody just married you because they wanted a piece of that pie? Yeah, I mean, that I'm, happens all the time. Of course, but I think also. Um, I think if I think isn't the smart move to just build like a, pr- a prenup that oh, respects yeah. yes. the, the relationships. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're worth, uh, what's Jeff Bezos worth? A ridiculous amount of money, right? <laughs> Who knows? Like, it's growing by the second. Yeah, this year alone, he probably doubled his uh, net worth. But mm-hmm. you know, when you're worth, let's just say a hundred billion dollars, mm-hmm. and you give up, like. Is it not fair that she gets like a big chunk of that? Sounds fair to me, to be honest. Matt and I had a prenup before we got married. Yeah. Well, I've been through a divorce, you know? Yeah, but you had an easy divorce where you didn't fight over anything, right? (laughs) Like, what what did you guys fight? .com divorce. (laughs) What was the one item you guys kind of like got a little tense about? Uh, Well, there was a cutting board board from (laughs) Williams Sonoma. And uh, we both, I ended up winning it in like a rock, paper, scissors battle. And I could tell that my ex was a bit upset about that because it was one of those cutting boards that's like, you know, it's like. 250 bucks. It's a cutting board. <laughs> it's a cutting board. It's more of a display stand than a cutting board, to be honest. Oh, is it on its own, it's it's on a, it's own a will- island? It's like, like a William Sonoma cutting board. The kind of cutting board you'd be appalled to get like a little indentation from a knife in. Yeah. It's too pretty. Where is it now? Where's that cutting <laughs> I board? I have it. It's still, I, yeah? I, it's so heavy and cumbersome, though. Like, you don't, you don't even use it. And no. I don't even use it. I don't even use That's it. That's such a dick move. You fought for this cutting board. Where is it? You we don't even use fight. it. We played rock, paper, scissors for the cutting board. He wanted it. I you... wanted it too. Yeah, why? He got the couch. <laughs> Did you rock, paper, scissors the couch? No, you know what? He got the bed. I got the couch. But it was my couch. I moved the couch in. So it made sense. Okay. But um, yeah, Matt and I signed a prenup. He didn't care because he was coming to the relationship with completely different assets than I was. I had bought a house, um, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I had purchased I think that a makes house. Sense. It makes so sense. So why wouldn't I? I do that, you know. I didn't go into my last marriage thinking it was going to fall apart. Uh, so I think it's really smart to do that, especially when people are getting married older in their lives, and mm-hmm. you you come to the marriage with a condo or something like that it's definitely like 
everyone says, I, rem- I had the conversation even with my ex before we ended up getting divorced. Before we got married, we were like, what are we going to do? Should we do a prenup? And, and I was like, you know what? I would just be so sad. Like, I wouldn't really be interested in any of your stuff anyways. And he's like, yeah, me too. And turns out yeah, but that's it, the way we were. But yeah, it, I guess it could have got ugly. Anger, when people are angry and they want to get back at you, you talk to any family lawyer, and the worst case scenario is when people just want to do things out of spite. Yeah. Then it becomes more complicated. Totally. Bundus, if you were with some uh, woman, some hot woman, and she's like, ah, you're great, but she's worth a bunch of money, and she says, I want a prenup. Yeah, I don't want her stuff. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'll sign the prenup for sure. Totally. And, like, even for me, like, I don't own a hell of a lot, but, like, what I do own and what I achieved on my own is mine, and I don't want to have to give it up because my relationship with you fell apart. Now, whatever we do together, Mm. I'm fine to split that 50-50, but, like, what I bring to begin with and what you bring to begin with, that's what's mine is mine, what's yours is yours. Amen. 100%. Well, good for you. But often it's really people start fighting over the assets that are acquired while you're together. And most uh, Canadian laws will state that that has to be divided 50 50. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, what would I, like, what, if I got divorced, what would I need? I would need like half of the house. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, and I'd need my TV and my Xbox. You can keep everything else. I'll, your, what I'm, about your douchey shirt collection? Yeah, I got to keep my, my yeah. <laughs> you're going to be single need. again. You're going to have to pull out the chemise terrible. Yeah. I'll need those. Dust it off. Oh, yeah. <sighs> there it is. <laughs> Good to see you, old friend. Time to put you on and Ooh. get slaying again. Yeah. You'd be so excited to be slaying again. Who cares about the cutting board and the couch, right? Dang it, dang it. <laughs> really? Yeah. Anyway, it does seem like a lot of money, though, for a month. $400,000 What kind of lifestyle is that? I mean, I would like to see what that life looks like for one second. And I feel like she, honestly, I know nothing about her or him, but she seems lovely. She is lovely. I kind lovely. of feel like he must have just turned into a dick or something. I'm kind of siding with her. I've met her, and yeah. she's a lovely person. Lovely person. They should just rock, paper, scissors in. <laughs> Thanks for checking out the podcast. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.